abide by this fucking recording session happening in my fucking kitchen. Space beef like, band, like, god damn like, it. She's hungry for Mongolia barbecue and dick. Basically, what's gonna happen is every week we're gonna offer to suck Mark and Turn for words. Steve, yeah, do you okay. realize how bad of an idea this was? This is an idiotic show. This is our episode. Yeah, exactly. How backstreet boys. It's like, what are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? Oh, shit, we gotta be over here. here. <laughs> like, as a friend, <laughs> as a friend, come on, guys. An incredibly poor decision and literally betrays everything that the beef session is about. Minty. Minty. Uh-oh. Minty. <laughs> Minty as hell. All right, welcome, welcome everybody to the Lost Beat Six show, show number 25. Uh, we're, we're actually doing this in Culver City, California. We're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, we got uh, today, we got, I'm, I'm Punished Steve, as everybody knows. And we got. DRE. What's up, Eric? Hey, how's it going? We got Ryan. Hi. And we got Bobby, who's who is our uh, a veteran from the Disaster Piece show. Yeah, the second VIP guest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Awesome. And uh, we are here in Culver City because we have a very special guest, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Um, uh, Ryan, do you want to introduce our guest? Ryan, Ryan hi, my name is Ryan. Our guest, <laughs> our guest today is Ryan, other Ryan Elder. Uh, Ryan Elder, hi, nice to meet you. Hey guys, this is our first time meeting. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks for this, having us. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Of course, yeah. Thanks we, for inviting us into your home. <laughs> thank you for making my home smell like delicious beef. Oh, <laughs> that's what we that's do. That's what we do. Yes. Hey, he's in. He's already in, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan, you uh, you work on a couple different things. You want to give us a little I rundown? I do. Yeah. So the main thing people have probably heard of is Rick and Morty. I'm the composer on Rick and Morty. Never heard of it. No. Okay. Well. Yeah. I guess we're done here. No. <laughs> yeah, um, right. God damn it. Ryan. I also do music for Harmon Quest, which is kind of a animated live improv D and D show on VRV, a streaming network. And I. Uh, oh my gosh. What else? I just finished a project with YouTube Red called Good Game that stars the Game Grumps. Mm-hmm. And it was all, it was written by a couple of Rick and Morty writers and produced by Dan Harmon. And I'm working on something that is going to be on Netflix early next year that unfortunately I can't get into too much about, but that's what's taking up most of my time these days. And as soon as it's announced, I'll let you guys know, but. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Um, Like as we just, as you kind of went over, you've done quite a few projects. A lot of those projects have been sort of, I don't know about production-wise, but as far as release-wise, a lot of them come out simultaneously yeah. or kind yeah. of overlapping. So were they, were they being produced simultaneously as well? There had to be some yeah. kind of overlap. So this summer, from like early July until mid-August, I was working on four different shows at once, God which damn. Uh, was quite, quite fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to be able to do that alone, so I had people helping me. I, you know, my wife works with me. She's amazing. She does all of my books all my paperwork, all the stuff that I'm terrible at, you know, so I get to mostly just write music or, you know, work with people who write music. So uh, we were able to get through it 
everything is kind of coming out or has come out in the last couple months, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. So you can take it easy for a little bit now, or is uh, it just yeah. right back into something yeah, else? Yeah, I mean, as e- yeah, I'll take it a little easy. Just two projects. Just two projects. Yeah. As a freelancer, you get you get you get paranoid, you know. Oh, as yeah. soon as you're not working, you're like, yeah. uh, it's I gotta coming. work on it's something not else. It's not yeah. Okay, that's how right. this podcast came about. Yeah, when I'm not working. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you for sure, for sure. Yeah, when we all weren't busy, we were just like cook food and just like email we, we people. We just like take we shots like. of vodka. When I'm not working, I'm it, we we were beefing it. And I was yeah. like, why don't I just combine these two start, great things? Yeah. yeah, it should monetize hanging out with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later. We're going to put a numerical value on everyone that we know. That Precisely. I mean, yeah, that's that's what we do here in, in the good old, good old U.S. of A. Ryan, I have a, I have a question regarding sort of working, because you mentioned the things you're working on. They're kind of all over, the, all over the spectrum in terms of the medium. You know, you've got internet streaming shows, you've got mm-hmm. TV shows, and kind of they're all on different um, platforms. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, is there, as far as both on the business side and the creative side, are there any differences between working on online original content and between actual traditional television? Not really, to be honest. It's more about, you know, the specific, in terms of what differences there might be, it just depends on who is kind of higher up the chain and how involved they want to be. So, for example, on Rick and Morty, the only notes that I generally get are from Dan and Justin, the showrunners and show creators. I don't get a lot of network notes, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas like for the first season of Harmon Quest, I did get a few notes from the people at CISO. So it just depends on how involved they want to be. Otherwise, no, I mean, we mix it the same way we put it out like. Uh, we have a schedule that could work if they came out every week or in the case of Harmon Quest season one, they all came out at once. Yeah. So uh, to me, it feels the same no matter what they're on. So, And Good Game was the same way. I think we mixed an episode at once a week for six weeks, which is what you would do if it was a network TV show as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So that's actually more similar than I was expecting. I, I yeah. thought it was going to be. I think there's no reason to reinvent the wheel they're going to everyone that they hire to do production on a streaming show is going to be familiar with the production schedule of a television show so they're just going to do it the same way cuz it works you know yeah, why fuck it up yeah yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it i guess yeah but the i think some of the drawbacks for that is that you get things like game of thrones episodes leaking like 2 months in advance and stuff <laughs> yeah, because that was they pretty get, bad. they finish them ahead of time um or, you know, like, I'm wondering, like, for some of these huge streaming shows, like Stranger Things or whatever, how they're going to keep it under wraps, because they're going to release them all at once, but there's no way they're not, they're not mixing them once, all at once, not doing, right. like, a f- epic five-day mixing session. <laughs> they're going to yeah. they're gonna do, like, a staggered schedule. So, they, you got to have tight security, man, for sure. Right on. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you kind of brought up talking, going back and forth with mainly with the showrunners mm-hmm. and... That goes into a point, a question that we kind of had about, well, you know, man, I don't know. It wasn't really specific. It was just kind of what, what's, what's that like? What is, when, when a composer enters a, a position of, okay, I'm writing music for this show, what, what can one expect in feedback and, you know, and what they want from the show? I mean, I imagine it's all kind of different stuff. Yeah, honestly, it depends on who you're working with. You know, I've had shows where there's pages and pages of notes on my first pass. And those, you know, they, it takes a significant amount of time to uh, back and forth and working with a showrunner to get to nail down the sound, 
to nail down the vibe. Uh, for things like Rick and Morty, for some reason, and, and Harmon Quest, Dan Harmon and I, for some reason, are just like very simpatico, and he almost never has notes, and when he does, they're usually, this scene doesn't need music, pull it out. And that's like that's the easiest nice. note of all time. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think I could do so, that. We, we, we were looking for yeah. juicy mood swing uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. scenarios. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We were coming for the dirt. That's what we were doing. Yeah. I, I, uh, now, you know, I, I, it's funny because to touch on that, Dan does have a reputation, obviously, in the yeah. industry as being someone who's hard to work with. But for me, I, honestly, I couldn't ask for a better person to work for. He's amazing. He's his notes, when he does have them, are always, like, perfect. They're always, yes, that makes complete sense. And he explains them in a way that's just, like, very easy to address. Mm -hmm. And he's never been hard for me to work with. So I, I don't know where the I don't know where the reputation comes <laughs> from, from my point of view. It sounds like, based on um, the documentary, that it was more like a thing where... It Which was, Ryan also did the music for. That's yeah, true, actually. Yeah, you're talking about Harmontown, Harmontown, right? the yeah. movie, yeah. Um, that it seemed like it was more about... The brass and NBC having, or it seems like power that, like, when you know, it's more about the, the showrunner's autonomy. Or, yeah. And, and maybe, yeah. That's what I, it feels like. I mean, I will say that Adult Swim gives him a lot of freedom to kind of just yeah. put out the best show he can. That, like, well, they better with the ratings, you know? <laughs> Especially, yeah. and I can't it's see a network. off for him. I can't, Absolutely. Yeah, I can't see a network giving him that same freedom because they have too many. Yeah, I mean, uh, too many. You know, the cynical way to put that is there's a lot of people there that need to justify their jobs. So <laughs> yeah. they're going to try to weigh in, right? right. Um, but the other thing is, you know, they get paid to care and they care. They yeah. want to like, they want to make sure that they're putting out the best product they can. Mm -hmm. And that isn't always exactly what the showrunner thinks is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've just had, I've been very lucky to have worked on a lot of projects where there weren't a lot of uh, people up in the network meddling with what we were trying to put out. So That sounds good. Right. Well, I mean, I this like is that. all speculation. Dan, just come on the show and explain to <laughs> us yourself. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're out here clearly listening. I mean, you would obviously support your uh, people you work with. So, yeah, come on down. Ryan, how does it feel to be a vehicle for Dan Harmon? Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Uh, no, this is the first time that's ever happened to me. So, no, I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> So, I mean, there's a, that actually kind of that leads me to another point of working. Made, you've clearly built a long-term relationship with Dan, and mm -hmm. you've sort of been cultivating, you know, with Justin, the Rick and Morty relationship over several years. Are the, what are the pros and cons of working with, you know, building a really solid relationship with a smaller circle versus working on a bunch of really diverse projects. What are the, do you think there's pros and cons to, to each, or one's better, one's worse? Um, I think the first one is just a billion times easier. Um, it's just, and this goes to my sort of, my, my position on how to like, because I get a lot of people who write me and are say like, how do you get into this business? You know, how do you make, how do you get to work on cool shows? And Honestly, it's like 90% luck, obviously. I'm in the right <laughs> place at the right time. I meet Dan and Justin in 2005 at a local LA film festival called Channel 101, if you guys yep. have heard of Their it. thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was at a good position in my career where I could dedicate time at night to working on stuff for them for free for many years, you know? And also, I would hang out with them. We would party, you know? We would play games. I'd go to Justin's house and we'd play board games and stuff. So yeah. I think like a big part of it is just 
the more you can get out there and play the social game and meet people and become friends with people that are that you believe in their creativity and their sort of the their like creative essence then you know the more likely they are to call you when they need help so and i don't mean this in like an exploitive like make friends with people so they'll give you work kind of a way <laughs> yeah make friends with people that you like and want to be friends with and if they also happen to be in the business then you can benefit from that down the road That's it's much much harder to like just cold call people or email people you've never talked to before like i was telling you guys before we started i've never ever gotten a gig that wasn't through a, some personal connection and yeah. you know even even the stuff that i've had to demo for and compete for i even were because i got my foot in the door because i knew someone on the writing staff or i knew you know someone involved with the mm -hmm. project so mm -hmm. and they're friends of mine and they would speak up at, in my behalf so i you know that I think that that's like the most important thing you can do as someone who wants to get into a business like this. It's just, it's who you know. Yeah, so stop bitching to Ryan about well, how hard it is to get in the industry and then go and meet some people, man. Yeah, yes. I mean, start drinking with people that are good. You know? It's easier said than done, right? Like, you know, yeah. easier said than done. Like, yeah, but, yeah, well, according to Radiohead, meeting people is easy. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, obviously, I would love to, I want to have the most diverse clientele I can, I can get, right? Um, so that involves meeting as many people as I can. It's one of the reasons why I come back to L.A. regularly. As you guys know, I, the listener probably doesn't know yet because we haven't talked about it, but yeah. I live part-time in Minnesota and, and part-time in L.A., the sole reason I come back to L.A. is so that I can make those personal connections and keep them as solid as possible over time. And, yeah, like, you know, go to things like Channel 101. Go to things like, you know, film festivals. There's a lot of places you can go and meet people that are working in the business. Conventions, like, every weekend in L.A. If you live in oh, yeah. two big cities that are making media, there's always something to do, always people to meet. And, uh, yeah. Finding someone who's really good and sticking with them through everything is great. Problem is, you know, you can't always trust that they're going to be loyal to you. And you can't always trust that they're going to be still making stuff, you know. Um, I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon, but Dan Harmon could decide to retire. And then yeah, if he's my uh, only client, you know, you're I'm, I'm screwed. So, yeah, you definitely want to diversify as much as you can. But you, you kind of got to start with... At least no, have something solid. Yeah, meeting people and knowing people personally. Right on. I mean, yeah, that that there's obviously pros and cons to both, but I, you know, I kind of wanted to get your take on it. Sure, sure. Have you kind of spell it out for us as someone who's been there? So, this is this kind of, you know, take it. On, I don't know, well, Steve. Let's uh, <laughs> splice that shit. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> Oh, I'm keeping that one there. <laughs> All right, keep that yeah. shit. Yeah. Keep every trip. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's a uh, yeah, so what I kind of wanted is you, they have, I don't know if they're just doing this for the, for the video or whatever, but there was like a featurette on you earlier in the, early in the year. Mm -hmm. And they, they have like a shot of Dan giving a bunch of wacky requests right, to you. Yeah. How real is that? And how often do they come through? Well, they usually aren't directly from Dan. They're usually in the script. And then I get sent the script. Or in the case of uh, often, like for one of them was, um, if you guys remember in season one, there was this character Devin puts on 
African dream pop, which was something that Dan had written into the script and is not a genre. Um, yeah. And yeah. for that one, I just was like, I remember getting the animatic and going, he says, I'm going to, uh, this is African dream pop. And he like starts the, the, tape player or whatever tape player. <laughs> how old am i cd player yeah. even older um his mp3 player um anyways <laughs> and i was like okay what the hell is african dream pop so in that case i i emailed dan and i was like do you have anything that you don't want african dream pop to be because <laughs> right, the right. name sort of implies kind of what it should be um and he was like no i think you know if you just do something like African dream pop, then you'll be fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, I, in that case, I just, I took some, like, cool, like, African percussion elements, mixed it with some cool synthy, dreamy sounds, and uh, I found, like, this, like, sample of this, like, African singer that I, like, pitched around and moved around, and, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it, you know, one of those things, you know, um, but yeah, usually it's like in the script or in the animatic first, and okay. then I'll call Dan and ask him what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. So I was dramatized for uh, for the purpose of that video. But. <laughs> sure, I, I'd imagine so. That's where I kind of wanted to get your take on it. But yeah. yeah, so you heard it here first, folks. African Dream Pop. Yeah. Get get on it before the craze. <laughs> There's a subreddit uh, for it. There's a subreddit for it on oh. Reddit, and uh, I'm one of the moderators. Rick so. and Morty fans. R slash African Dream Pop. Get on it, folks. I think the last post was three or four years ago. Well, so. now it's going to be next week because we're going to make an African Dream Pop song <laughs> yeah. and we're going to send it go, to you yeah. and you're going to give us some Yeah, critiques. that'll be on the <laughs> next album, Beefing Around the World, African Dream Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's going to be our version of Sonic Highways. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a kind of a modular approach to this thing and, you know, we all go around and have our different questions. But my, my last kind of thing that I want to touch on for my questions is, um, is this is a more specific one because it's kind of a silly thing, but for, for human music... Well, you remember uh, oh, yeah. the okay, yeah. Just so you, the context of what I'm saying human, for human music, how much effort went into that? It's <laughs> a good question. This, this three note, two note. Thing. I actually called Justin, and I was like, "Okay, what the hell do you want human music to sound like? Because <laughs> it's got to be something, right?" And he had a really clear idea. He was like, he sung, he basically sung over the phone what you hear on the show. <laughs> he was like, "Okay, boop, 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 boop." And I was like, all right, dude, hold on, record, do that again. (laughs) And then I just found like the simplest, cheesiest synth sound I could find that was like the least unique in any way. And I just did exactly what he hummed over the phone to me. And that's that's what's on the show. (laughs) So sitting down at the computer, how many minutes went into this? (laughs) How much man hours went into this? Ten minutes. Not long. Have you heard the 10-hour Vaporwave remix? (laughs) (laughs) Not the entire thing, I will admit. But I did, uh, you know, I listened to uh, the first... Uh, seven hours of it, I think. <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. Does you it got get that different in. after that? I'm, it, just, it's, I'm kidding. No, it's, <laughs> it's like Final Fantasy. It gets good at around 90. Uh, <laughs> <hour>. <laughs> yeah. I knew I should have stuck with it. Where, where do we go? You, you have your own podcast. I do. Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. Uh, well. <clears throat> First, um, should we just play a game and see if anyone can guess besides you? I, I know what you. it is. Everybody if anyone else. can guess what it's about, there's no way you will be able to guess. Oh, ooh. Mm. Uh, mm. Okay. It's not African Dream Pop. I will say it's not music related at all. Not music related. The Minnesota Milk Run. 
I should do podcasts. Is it, how to, is it how to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> okay, so two Minnesota jokes. Yeah. Is it related to anime? <laughs> it is not. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll, give out. <laughs> I'll give you guys a hint. It's related to a television show on CBS. Young Sheldon? That has been <laughs> going on. NCIS? It's been going on for 35 seasons. Oh, oh, oh uh, The Young and the Restless? <laughs> I wish. These are great. General <laughs> Hospital. Know, I'm, I'm just going to run down start. all the no, soap operas. It's, uh, it's about Survivor, if you guys know that show. Survivor? Survivor? 35, 35 years? 35 years? Well, we no, seasons. 17 years. Okay. Oh, 35 seasons. Seasons. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. All right. So yeah. like, holy shit. That, that blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It, I mean, oh, even oh, when you 30... say 17 years, oh, it's still pretty mind 17 is, yeah. You said seasons, right? Yeah, 35 seasons. Season 35. My brain just translated into years automatically. Because we all remember the beginning of survivor and we were all little kids so that yeah. made us think like wait are we in our 30s our guests react the same way because we always it's me and my friend scott chernoff who's a writer on bojack horseman oh, oh shit. Nice. he's a nice. funny nice. super funny guy we're both super fans of survivor we've seen every season <laughs> know every winner and what order and by heart and we always have a guest on who has never seen the show and is funny in some way usually mm-hmm. someone from uh, you know, some sort of showbiz luminary, right? No. Right. Um, and they, we, we make them watch an episode. What'd you say? Les Moonves? Uh, no, I oh. wish. Yeah. He's seen the show, I think, unfortunately. We try to have You'd hope the guy seen. running CBS would. I, I would hope he's quality But it's hard that. to say with CBS yeah. shows. Yeah. And so we'll have a guest on who's never seen it, and we make them watch the most recent episode, and then we talk about it with them. And they're always like, wait, what season are they on? (laughs) 30, what? Every time. It's always that. And I remember the naked gay guy from season (laughs) one. That's the other thing that almost everyone says. Okay, so how many many times have they done the hero and villain? Because they always... At this point, it feels like they're rehashing old... Yeah, they are. So uh, they've done heroes, villains once, technically. Okay. But this season does have a hero's tribe. Okay. Not in the sense that heroes villains had it. I don't know. I don't know how inside baseball like, we want to get on. Survivor. It, gets, it gets to a point where they're getting all the all the runners up. Yeah. You no, know, they're like, go, they're they, come they back had a season it, that you know? was all people who played only once and didn't win. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Are you worried they're running out of like themes? Uh, well, let, or when I tell you, stuck on when I well they're they're they moved to just doing Fiji now. Okay. Because it's cheaper. Okay. okay. Um, but when I tell you the theme for this season, you will assume they've run out of ideas. <laughs> it's Let's called it. Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. <laughs> Triple oh, H. Yes, that's right. Get Triple H hosting oh, the yeah, show. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's the very, fuck? it's, and the thing is they get away from that theme I about think that's week why I asked four. That. But yeah, yeah, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, then. What, why, what, what's the draw for Survivor for you? Because one of those, it's, it's a funny show. I, I think I talked to my parents because they watch CBS because it's like the first channel they go to. Yeah. Because it's Channel 2 in L.A. and Channel 2 in New York, which explains why it's the most watched network because it's the first one. Oh, there you <laughs> go. But um, every time they pay, like, all, they have their, like, shows. They like, they like mm-hmm. Blue Bloods. They like, on Friday, Hawaii Five-0, the NCIS shows, all, the, all, yeah. all those shows. The one show, it's like Wednesday night, they kind of skip over it. Is the Amazing Race and Survivor? They're not really fans of the yeah. They don't like reality, the reality stuff. And what's what's the draw for you? I'm a gamer. I've been like a strategy gamer my whole life. Like I once played on the Magic: The Gathering professional tour. Oh shit! So <laughs> oh, damn. I'm way into gaming and strategy wow. gaming, and damn. I think Survivor is like the ultimate in strategy social gaming. Okay. It's 
so fascinating to me yeah. to watch people strategize and play this game that is like so uh, elegant in the way that it's run. You vote people out until you can't vote anyone out anymore, and then the people you voted out decide which of the remaining people should win. And it's as simple <laughs> as it gets, but it's so fascinating every season for me. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's a soap opera, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so is Game of Thrones, though. That's, that's very true. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're always going to find new ways to, like, screw each other over. Like, oh, yeah. And screw each other. And screw each other. <clears throat> soap operas with better production value. Yeah, I mean, a lot of TV is just becoming that, right? Like, oh, yeah. Soap operas were, like, the only serialized TV that you could find for a long time, and now almost everything is serialized. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, People desperately yeah. want Rick and Morty to be serialized, and Dan and Justin are like, no. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's never like, happened. Nah, man. But, you know, to a degree, they keep going back to, like, scenes and shows where they, they with a multiverse, it's hard to serialize things. Yeah. And it's almost it's almost a way out of writing out of serialization because things different, you know. Yeah, and they have a version things, of everything that's happened. They'll bring back things right. and touch on things that have happened. But I mean, I uh, I don't know. Some of you guys haven't watched the finale of season three, so I don't want to like spoil it for yeah. you. I actually haven't seen any of season three yet. Oh, I was okay. waiting, well, and now, now I'm going to watch it all. Have to do spoilers then. <laughs> I haven't seen um, the last episode. I will just say this: that like there is a strong online contingent that desperately wants. It to be only about like Tammy and you know Bird Person and the, all of that <laughs> stuff, yeah. and just to keep going with that story. And Dan and Justin are like, they're just gonna write whatever they want and whatever I, they I, think is good. That's what the show should be. I think. And if it goes back to them because it's it makes sense to go back to them, then they will. Mm -hmm. You know. They should get Hideo Kojima as a writer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. guess write an episode. Yeah, get, get, like get get the postmodern take on Rick and Morty, oh which already has some of those themes. But I, you know, I always wanted Morty's them in to Afghanistan, like, <laughs> which is a jungle now. You know how the Game of Thrones guys uh, like guest wrote uh, "It's Always Sunny" episode? I think. Oh, oh yeah, man, yeah, I heard about that. And I always wonder, like, what would it be like if some if there was like a guest Rick and Morty writer that came in and wrote an episode? And I think Dan is just so. He's so involved with every script. Like, basically every line... Like, episodes are broken as a group. This is one thing that people, fans on the internet, don't understand in this whole... I mean, we can get into this whole backlash against the <laughs> women writers this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard so about despicable. that. But the, what these people who, like, blame the women writers for ruining the show and writing the quote-unquote worst episodes don't understand is that those women, like, yes, they are the name that wrote the episode, but, like... From the beginning, it's a group effort. Oh, yeah. Then that person, the writer who's assigned to that episode, goes away and they write their first draft. And then Dan rewrites the shit out of every episode. Like, most of the people who write an episode on Rick and Morty, um, they just get their name on it. And Dan, like, a lot of the dialogue is just Dan. Uh, so, he, I mean, he he's so involved with the scripts that if... And that's one of the reasons why the season season three took so long is because Dan's a total perfectionist and Justin's a total perfectionist. Yeah. And there was a lot of like, we need to redo this until it's perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually not aware of the whole, is, some, is somebody, are people red pilling? Oh yeah, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's like quite awful. I actually yeah. didn't hear about that until halfway through the season from yeah. a friend, and I was like, I didn't even know about that. I was like, yeah. I didn't even notice. No, because I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm not, I'm usually aware of how TV shows are written is basically how you explained it, and basically the showrunner usually yeah, has yeah. final, final edit, final yeah. cut. So I'm, I'm, I'm never usually like, 
if someone writes an episode, I know that they just pretty much wrote that show, you know, draft wise. Yeah. And they bring it back to the writers' room. So like, it's always a team effort. In that yeah, room. totally. So I'm just trying to figure. Like, and and not to mention like all of the other women that have been working on the show in other capacities for the whole run. The yeah. animators, you know, uh, there's so many there's so many women working on the show. There just yeah. wasn't women writers until this season. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think people were uh, some people were just looking for it to be quote unquote worse in their eyes because <laughs> now there were women working in the writers yeah. room um, it, it's such a clusterfuck and it's so gross like these guys yeah. are just total scum <laughs> I want to be like unequivocally <laughs> against these right on trash there was and there wasn't even like a contingency to have there weren't like people calling out you should have women writers on the show. They, so there was, was there was sort of a controversy about that, but and it, um, hiring women writers was not to address that controversy at okay. all. They got a bunch of scripts. They didn't look at the names. They read through the spec scripts and they okay. decided which writers wrote the best spec scripts. That's how it should be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I actually think that if they had looked at it and seen that it was women. They, there's nothing wrong with them going, okay, yeah, this one is funny and it was written by a woman. This one is funny and it was written by a man. I'm going to go with the woman because you need pers- different perspectives. And just because you have, to, you have to include the added value that a woman brings to the table, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you want to hire the most valuable person for a position, right? right but you sure. have to take into account that women bring value to the table that men don't. And I think it's absolutely okay to go, yeah, let's hire some women. Yeah, I, I see no problem with that. I don't, yeah, I I don't know. know why they were freaking out. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's so infuriating. And it's I had to, like, are, stop the reading the awful. internet because of it. But Because yeah. nerds I mean, are the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really are the worst. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 we, I should say we. I'm a nerd. I, fucking I, nerds. I, I completely <laughs> live, I swim in the ocean of gamer culture. So yeah, yeah. I'm completely aware of just, like, the awful people who would, like, Send death threats to Jason yeah. Schreier of Kotaku because he reported that The Last Guardian was getting delayed. <laughs> it's like, how what? dare you report it? It's your yeah, it's fault insane. that it's delayed. It's, it's like, it's I mean, you know, what it boils down to really is ethics and gaming journalism. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is like the modern day version of getting mad at the fucking like waiter for something that like the foodie brought out. It's like, dude. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to do here. Yeah, it's insane to shoot the messenger like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't know this was a story. That's how much I don't get on yeah. the internet about this sort of thing. Good. I mean, and, you, I mean you, you. Yeah, that's that's a, a part to avoid. Sounds like you're a happy person. That knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm having an insider keep me up to scoop on this stuff. <laughs> oh man, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd rather not be the, talking about it. I'd rather it didn't exist. We can move to on. Talk about it. Can no, no, no. <laughs> Look, I I I'm happy for the opportunity to like show where I stand on it because I I'm pretty opinionated on it and I think it's. You know, it's important. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan yeah. Elder PR Tour 2017. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but there also does seem like a trend that's worsening. So you yeah, know. It, it de- that's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's um, unfortunately, it's it is getting a lot more polarized. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know if, if I don't know if this got this particular this particular discussion did, but if the overall discussion, I don't know if we got any more constructive or not. I've been I haven't been I haven't seen anything to kind of confirm or deny that, but. Um, yeah, I think, you know, those trolls went back under their bridge a little bit. Um, don't feed the trolls. Yeah, but, you know, um, 
overall the response to season three has been just insanely positive and it, the show just keeps growing. It's it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I I don't know how I I got so lucky. I like talk <laughs> yeah. to other composers, and they're just like, "Man, you're so lucky." Because <laughs> it's my first show with my actual my only my name on it. Like I did commercials for eleven years, mm. and I did some shows where I was like part of a group of people that wrote like. I wrote the theme song, or I co-wrote the theme song to Wizards of Waverly oh, yeah, Place. I was about to Disney. ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was with my old bosses at a place called Emoto Music, where we primarily did commercials, but we also did a couple TV shows. Okay. So Rick and Morty is my first show where I'm just the only guy on it, and I get all the I get all the composing credit, and it's just like, I mean, I could not have asked for a better situation. A, I love the show, you know, it's just a great show. Yeah, absolutely. When I get those animatics, and I'm like, man, I. I'm so excited to turn them on and watch, like, you know, and this is like six months before they air, so. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, and then, you know, I get to work with people that I think are just the coolest people in the world. You know, Dan and Justin are incredible. The whole staff there is just awesome. And the people at Adult Swim are awesome. So, I, you know, I just feel so lucky, and uh, it's opened up a lot of doors, so. I don't know. It's all luck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Disregard all that shit about networking. Yeah. It's just luck, man. <laughs> just meet Dan and Justin. <laughs> you know, you can throw a rock down Sunset Boulevard and hit 10 composers. So it's, I, yeah. there's a lot of competition. Definitely. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like the it, it, it alludes to the, the uh, especially the way you guys met. You guys became friends and then yeah. started working together, which is kind of what Beef in it is all about to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, going and playing like D and D and drinking at some dude's oh, yeah. house. You know, yeah, uh, that's yeah. we we do that a lot Absolutely, at our house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's not that not far off, and it, that's the right seems to be the right trajectory to go on. I mean, it's, it's definitely a trajectory, I, there, yeah, for sure. True. There's people who you know the the sort of traditional composer trajectory is you usually are an assistant for another composer, right? And you do a lot of grunt work, but you also maybe get to write some music here and there. Right. As they get more comfortable with you as someone who can take over their workload, you start working on the show more. Eventually, after a number of seasons, they give you credit. And then maybe you take over the show completely. Maybe they give the next show that they don't have time to do to you to handle or whatever. And that's sort of how you do your career. Um, You know, mine was different. And I worked on commercials for a long time. I think one of the advantages of working in commercials is that every day you're doing a different style of music. And you're doing, you know, one day you're doing African dream pop and the next day, you know, you're, <laughs> you're doing, doing human music. You're doing orchestral or, yeah, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> so I think, like, building up my chops in that area was really, really helpful for when I did get to start working on TV shows because I, I can kind of do just about anything. You know, nice. certain things I'll, I need to hire good players for. But I and I can and I think I can fake just about any genre, mm-hmm. at the very least. So yeah, you know, grinding away doing commercials, and I had a good situation there. So <coughs> awesome, Eric. Uh, do you have, you have a question? Uh, I mean, most of my questions were not included on this uh, this document. I don't really yeah, have I, much. I got the, I got the <laughs> I, 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 there's like three you got, that you were got left. Censored, man. Yeah, don't stand for it. it this is bullshit. <laughs> I should have been writing them down myself, but I was uh, <laughs> too busy taking shots. And uh, you know. <laughs> so uh, I got a couple here. Um, favorite cut of beef. Favorite cut of beef. Yeah. Um, I'm a sucker for a ribeye steak. Ribeye Ooh, steak. That's the right, that's nice. the right that's answer. By the way, the better. Like the, the, this Ooh, Steve are getting along here tonight was. 
fantastic, Thank you. man. Perfect, perfect marbling. It was amazing. Yes. Yeah, Steve's barbecue is, is no joke. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, yeah. it's a little, we, we weren't able to do the brisket, but that's another solid cut Steve yeah. does. I believe that, that's I like tri tip better than brisket, so I'm, really? I would have probably yeah. ordered tri tip anyways, even if the brisket was on the Interesting. menu. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a tri tip guy myself. My bank, my, the, the budget appreciates that decision. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so that's, that's well, ribeye, yeah. But rib, that's a good, good yeah, choice. That's I, I approve. Excellent. Back uh, about a month or two ago, there was that uh, guest animator bit with uh, for Rick and Morty where uh, Morty actually drops like the acid or whatever, and then it goes into that uh, long sequence. I don't know if you saw, but um, it's like 30 different animation styles, all like 10 oh, seconds yeah, pieced yeah. together. I did see that. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of our favorite musicians, comedians, whatever, uh, is this guy, Mark M., who uh, mm-hmm. his own company is called Sick Animation. Yeah. And uh, I originally thought that you did the music for the background of that. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to ask, have, did you work with Mark? Because, uh, you know, he's he's an elusive guy. There's no yeah. pictures of him on the Internet. You know, uh, I, I, I he used to work for this uh, ADHD, which was that like kind of prop rival for Adult Swim for a couple years. Oh, and that okay. like fell apart. So I was going to ask well, if you started, knew Mark. He started M. doing bumps for Adult Swim, too. That's right. Yeah, they moved to Adult Swim. But um, well, I mean, if he worked on that, that's an Adult Swim project. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. He's doing that yeah. now. No, I think that's a licensed track. I think it's. I forget the artist, but I think it's like right. A, it's off of off a record. Yeah, we looked it up the other night. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. yeah. So well, um, that thing was so cool. I would love to work on that, but <laughs> they, they use a licensed track. So. Actually, kind of speaking of, uh, sorry, Eric, I'm going to cut in for a second. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Speaking right. of uh, people, who, other people who like work on music for the show and stuff, like uh, Chaos Chaos contributed a couple songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Those girls are amazing um yeah. justin's been a fan of theirs since they were a band called smoosh which smoosh. they were like nine-year-old girls playing in a rock oh my band. god yeah they're incredible damn some baby they've been metal playing shit. in a rock band and recording like their whole lives practically huh. and he's been a fan of them he had that one song from uh season two that they used um, do you feel it yeah do you feel it he loved that song and he was like i want to get these i want to get this song in there and then he kind of met them and they because they played our rap party for season two. Oh, cool and he met them and like be- became friends with them and now i become kind of friends with them and so he's like always looking for opportunities to get them involved because he just he loves their music we yeah, actually me and chaos chaos um we collaborated on a song in the season finale of season three mm-hmm. um that i don't want to get too much into the details of because you guys haven't seen it yeah i gotta but, see that shit. Uh, it's sort Lagging. of like a it's like an 80s ballad like a bonnie tyler kind of oh, a yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah which was, was super yeah. fun to do uh and the, 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 those girls are geniuses man they're incredible to work with really really smart and they they can write a hook like i've never heard oh yeah man. they're so good I was actually going to that's what I was going to ask uh, but I hadn't seen the last episode yet. Uh, yeah, cuz the first one was a license, second one was a uh, was a collaboration between them and Justin and then yeah. I was actually going to ask if you were going to do anything with them and I guess yeah. that's answered. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I look for any opportunity to work with them. They're just very very professional and good and they're so, they're like 24 four years old. They're like so young and it's awesome. And uh, they just, they didn't even, <laughs> when I was like, I had to like explain to them how to make an 80s song. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they were born of- in the like 90, the late 90s or something, yeah. you know, like. It's like, have you heard of gated reverb? Yeah. And I was like, oh, the reason that everything is so like crispy 
and so like high end is because everyone did coke back then and coke, <laughs> you can't hear any high end when you do coke so everyone's jacking up the high end <laughs> to make up for it good tip good mixing yeah, tip exactly <laughs> Very cool. I never thought of that being an, uh, an actual. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Mixing boards back then had a mirror built into them. <laughs> was, this, this Coke was like the you studio take, drug. You take the, uh, you know, fader out of the, out of the, uh, out of the clip and it becomes your own. Yeah, own there you go. Coke credit card. You, you chop it up with, yeah, the fader. Yeah. yeah. Credit card, please. Razor, Steve. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> credit cards were a thing in the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Unfortunately, <right>. yes. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, that's 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 what I was I was actually curious about. But yeah, now we got that out of the way, Eric. Minnesota is a very unique place, man. Um, <laughs> some amazing, amazing creative artists have come from Minnesota for sure. Yeah, um, American movie came out of is that is that no, Minnesota? That's is that? Milwaukee? Milwaukee, sorry, oh, yeah. like, Milwaukee. Also, like, a just like just like Dan, Dan Herman. Yes, he is Midwestern. We're, we're yeah. big. Uh, I'm I'm a huge Red Letter Media fan, so I'm all seeing what they're doing in Milwaukee. Oh yeah. But yeah, I want to get are, them on the show. Are those the guys that make every frame a picture? No, they're they're the they came to they came to internet fame through the seventy minute Phantom Menace review. Okay. He had that guy with the it was like a Mr. Plinkett. Mr. Plinkett, who was like a guy with a very monotone voice, and then he he'd like give you actual film critique and writing critique because okay. they went to film like they went oh, to film okay, school yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. in Chicago and they, they have a YouTube channel, right? It's yeah, they do. Big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. it's got a big following. They, I like them because they're kind of doing the opposite of like, they're like the counterpoint to like Screen Junkies, which seem to be very, yeah, over the top. Oh, about, I have a good friend who's on Screen Junkies. Okay, so they they seem to they they have a more satirical approach to okay, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're there's they've been recommended to me by several people, yeah. and mm-hmm. I just never yeah. had the yeah. never gotten around to watching them. They're close by in terms of juxtaposition of states. Yeah, but that's I don't know how far yeah. St. Paul is from. There's a couple Milwaukee. of guys. Do you guys remember that YouTube show Chad <laughs> Vader? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's yeah. a 101 thing originally, yeah, right? Yeah, it started channel at Channel 101, and actually, I was gonna say like I, because I was listening to your interview with uh, Disaster Piece, and you guys were talking about like missed opportunities or things that you've turned down or whatever. I am. And I've only turned down one thing that I wish I hadn't, and it was Chad, Chad Vader, Vader. <laughs> um, which. Because those guys are amazing. The guys that made it, Aaron and uh, Matt, are super funny guys. They're really cool guys. And they asked me to do it. And I was just like, oh, I'm too busy this month, blah, blah, blah. And then that thing just blew up so big. Like, I always wish <laughs> I had I always Dude, wish I'd been. I am altering that. the deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, now I'm afraid to say no to anything. I, I just say yes to everything. Yeah, just like me and everybody else in this room. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. But if you do, can't remember it when we're saying. Know, do you know if androids dream of electric beef? <laughs> that was a Jake question. <laughs> but no, but I do want to see the new Blade Runner movie. That's okay. uh, yeah, with Ryan Gosling, right? I, it's got like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's yeah. like all right. Has it been released yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes out fr- this Friday. Friday. Okay. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, I'm have to check that yeah. out. By the time you're listening to this, I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, it will be out already. You have a podcast? You never said that? No, because we I put my podcast out literally the same day we record it. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't edit it. My co-host is like of the Howard Stern camp of like everything is worth keeping in. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's yeah. one point where you're doing like a cat like a cast preview for a season and he got a phone call from one of those Microsoft scammers that like <laughs> wanna let that say you have a virus and they want access to your computer and then they like 
they like sign you up for stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and he he doesn't have a Mac, he doesn't have a PC. He's a Mac user, so he's like stringing the guy along. He puts him on speakerphone, and it's like this <laughs> half hour prank phone call, call him on, on our podcast about Survivor. And I just was like, "There's no way I'm cutting this. It's too good." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, we get a lot of like cool, funny stuff that happens just because we don't cut anything. I'll cut if there's like a technical difficulty, and that's it. Sure, but yeah, and that's those prank calls are always pretty gold for podcasts. Yeah, Did you see Justin on that on H3 podcast. He prank called Joel Austin's yeah, mega church. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> After the Houston yeah. thing, uh, the hurricane. Yeah, I got to meet Ethan at the rap party for season. Or oh, the rap that's party cool. for season three, and I was like so starstruck, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't usually I get starstruck, too. but for him, I was just like, oh dude, I love your show. I love your show. I do music for Rick and Morty. He's like, oh, thanks for being a fan, man. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know what else my, to say. You, you are my biggest fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that, that was, uh, yeah, he seems like an interesting dude. We should, we should get him yeah, on the he podcast. Was nice. He's, He's super it. nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate name drop. Uh, Ethan Klein. Ni- nice, yeah, Ethan Klein, nice guy. What I like, I'll just go on a suck. I'll harp on him for a minute. Just the thing is, uh, I, the thing I like is he gets people, he's like publicly shit on with 4 million views on his podcast and they'll talk about it. It's just like, yeah. that's great. Just get his adversaries on his podcast. Oh, Ethan does that? Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Like, Cause you know, he's got that channel where he just talks about YouTube scammers and fake yeah. pranksters and stuff. And he's like, let's get on my podcast and, and live stream it <laughs> and yeah. not cut anything out uh, except for like the YouTube version. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty Pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, he's a talented guy for sure. Right, yeah, that's awesome. So, is any anybody else got any got any? Well, point, do we want to go to the business? normal questions? Do we want to run through the, the the series of usual questions? Yeah, do you want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So uh, normally we ask our guests, "What are five things you are reading, listening, uh, listening to, watching?" And what was, what was the fourth one? Reading, listening, watching. I think it was only playing. Four. Playing? Play, yeah, playing like video playing? games. Oh, yes, yeah, playing. Okay. Sure. Basically, media you're consuming. Sure. Uh, I do all those things, so I have answers. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I just finished reading Cloud Atlas, and now I'm on like a huge David, is that his name? David Mitchell. You guys mm-hmm. see that movie, Cloud Atlas? I heard it was terrible. That was one with Tom Hanks and like a yeah. bunch of different yeah, I heard that was really bad, yeah. and I never yeah, watched I it. it was bad. The Wachowski um, Brothers? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. Wachowski. Okay. The book is phenomenal. Siblings. 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 Amazing. Siblings. One of like the Our brothers siblings or not? Oh, okay. uh, they're also women now. Oh, they're both women now. Yeah, so. they're they're ladies women. now. Oh, yeah, I, they're uh, both women. Okay, now, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, they, I mean, arguably, they were always both women. Yes. Right? Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, in any All right, case. so yeah, the Wachowskis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, exactly. I just wanted to be Lily a dick about it. and I forget the other one. That's name. how much I know Lily about them, you know. Yeah. So I loved Cloud Atlas. So I'm reading more of him. Uh, watching as far as TV shows, I need to start BoJack season four. It's pretty That's good. I need to see season three still. Real. Yeah, that season got real. I mean, yeah. they all got. They all get real. <laughs> when, <laughs> there's like there's real one in particular that was like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which one was that? Um, don't, don't don't spoil it. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'll, I'll <laughs> let you. Um, is, it, is it already out? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not it's a spoiler if it's already out, man. <laughs> and then I'm also watching Fargo. I'm in the middle of Fargo season three. Okay. Fargo is my favorite show on TV. A right little now, slice so. of home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. North Midwest. Um, video games. Or games S- in general. Games in general. Tabletop, oh, whatever. Sure, yeah. I mean, I always play Magic the Gathering still. 
Um, yeah, my roommates are all huge into Magic. Really? Yeah, yeah. If you came by, it would have been fun. You could have played them. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you do the digital ones at all, like Hearthstone? Or? So I do. I have played Hearthstone a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got Legend once when it first came out, but it's so much work to get Legend, so I don't, yeah. I don't try um, anymore. Um, I played the Elder Scrolls card game when that came out. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite one. I tried Gwent. I didn't like it. Gwent's weird. Yeah. It is weird. It, it's, I think it's an acquired taste, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love card games of all types. Um, I mean, I have my board games just for LA right there. Nice. But, um, oh, right on. Yeah, I'll always play Magic as long as I live. That's like my, I think it's the greatest game ever made. It's really <laughs> easy to get into for, like, I never really it's played it really before. And then, like, I learned away. it in, like, half an hour, you know. Like, yeah, not, I mean, not well, but, basics, like, you could, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's the genius of it. Like, it's one of those games that you can learn in a half hour, but it can take you 10 years to get good at. Yeah, like, we, a couple a years ago, we did a, a draft party. No, that's a cool way to, yeah, to learn uh, how to play. Drafting is my favorite, favorite yeah. way to play, for sure. And then it was, like, teams of two. So, like, someone was paired up with someone that knew how to play. So, yeah, cool. Start a fantasy football league of all of our podcast guests who play fantasy football. I, I, I try to only be in two leagues. Yeah, no, yeah, I would get do out of here. Do quick. it as long yeah. as uh, you don't care if I care too much. Um, oh no, we we need. Typically, we've had people like quit. You know, we're not yeah. not care enough. Yeah, so yeah. I, I love we it. welcome I people caring way too much. I lo- I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, which is. I'm sorry about, about Dalvin Cook. Jeez. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm that was like kind of the last straw. I'm like thinking I, maybe I should stop being a Vikings fan. Oh, it's no, so no. hard to be it's, a fan of that. Like, it, Diggs is awesome. Thielen's great. They have great players. He screwed, Thielen so screwed me over in the league, but uh, not that I was going to win that one anyway. But <laughs> I felt bad when I, I feel like do you, I feel almost. I'm not even. I'm. We're. I think at least Eric and I are like. Kind of at this point, anybody but the Packers oh, winning yeah. that division. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the Packers in the playoffs oh, yeah. every year. I, I, the only team that I'm a more of a fan of than the Minnesota Vikings is who's ever playing the Packers. <laughs> yeah. I hate the right Packers on. more than I like the Vikings. It's like being the Chicago Cubs. I have. Oh fit, really? Yeah, I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan. Okay, so okay. I was going to say many. Like, Cubs were so the Cubs. hard to root against for so long, but then they. No, last well. year was one of the worst years ever. Yeah, yeah. no, he's he's Trump, got this St. Trump Louis getting elected thing. made it better. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a bold that's step. Up. That is you bad, know, like, yeah. And that was that bad. The week before, I was miserable, and then Trump being elected was just like, okay, everybody's fucked. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's on my level now. Yeah, yeah, like, we actually got I don't the, I don't want to live in a world where the Cubs win the World Series, man. This is just... Like, yeah. He's like, I'll take it upon myself to end it, so, so you yeah. don't have to live through this, Steve. So, yeah, there's a... Actually, we got that from a, from a podcast guest that we... We, or no, the guy we invited for next time is, uh, and we're just like, yeah. Is there anything you want us to stay off of? He's like, world's ending. Ask me anything. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> He's like, I don't care, dog. Uh, That's so true. I, I, I almost felt betrayed when they didn't tell you that Sam Bradford was hurt. Oof. Oh man, uh, yeah. They were like, I mean, he was looking. He doesn't want to talk about won. the Vikings, dude. You're it's like, dude, pain, the Vikings, man. He's like, subject. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. that's a, that's a good question. So you're doing this this. Um, living in two places kind of yeah on and off do you find that like a healthy do you find that kind of healthy to be away from la at times to be with your definitely family? there's i mean definitely when i go back to minnesota it's quiet mm-hmm. i can just you know be more of a family man we don't have kids but we have two cats and nice. you know one of the reasons that we live there is to be closer to family so right. you know just hanging out with my nieces or whatever, just doing that stuff is just so much more 
relaxing there and quiet and we live kind of in the suburbs now so do you also find that more creatively uh what's the right word inspiring conducive conducive sure yeah Um, it's sort of like I get to recharge my tank. A yeah, bit. that sounds yeah. great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. It, it, it's definitely there's definitely some bonuses to it, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of like having an LA a place in LA is kind of like a vacation home okay. sometimes <laughs> when when it's winter time. Sure, can sure. Come here oh instead, yeah, you know? <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So, so you can cool. do Christmas here or back there. <laughs> right, or, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Or in February when it gets to be like oppressive. Winter's fun for the first couple months. Right, yeah. right. And then not so fun. Right. So it's like you're begging for March and April, like please. Well, yeah. In Minnesota, you're begging for May. <laughs> That's a good point. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bo- Bobby's lived on. You've probably had the worst cold experience of all of us because you live in I, Boston. When I uh, my first semester going to college at Berkeley, like, yeah at that time was considered the worst snowstorm on record. Oh, God. Yeah, so, like, but I think... Boston is in that zone where they get a crap ton of snow, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, it's it's warm enough to get a ton of snow. Mm-hmm. Minnesota yeah. gets too cold to snow, actually. Really? So it's it's just it snows like... at the beginning of winter and the end. <laughs> I've heard I've heard the Midwest too cold is the... cold to snow. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird, oh, but... It's like a taiga or something. <laughs> there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a meteorologist. That might be impossible or something. I might be speaking of turn, but... That's probably something to do with, like, the, the pressure mics. and all that, but... Yeah, I've heard the Midwest cold is the worst cold, like North Midwest around the it's Great Lakes. It's brutal, man. My dad used to say, my dad called it the killing cold. He actually wrote a song about it um, when awesome. I was very Are you going to play kid. it? Yeah. Uh, well, we, uh, I don't have it handy, but By the way, I'm you sorry. can cue it up behind me right now. <laughs> yeah, splice it in. Yeah, yeah. sure. Send it's it over. Good. It's very, oh, it's very 80s. Um, but <laughs> I always say that the cold in Minnesota versus, like, say, the cold here, like, you know, because it does get kind of cold here when it gets into the 50s or whatever. Right. Yeah. right. Is the cold in Minnesota is, like, being stabbed to death, and the cold here is, like, being poisoned, right? <laughs> the cold here is wet, comes from the inside. You feel it all throughout your body, whereas there it's, like, all exterior. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, burning your skin. Yeah. It's the so warm, cold. The warm, you are the warmest thing going on right at that point. Like, right, so. yeah. Because you have to maintain that 98. Yeah. Maintain homeostasis. Yes. Yeah, and your, like, nose hairs freeze up in the winter when you're uh. <laughs> waiting at the bus stop as a kid. <laughs> That's terrible. Phil's character, man. Phil's <laughs> character. character. <laughs> Toughens you up. So I yeah. guess the the last part of that, to get back to the uh, what are you, you know, yeah, the media yeah. stuff, uh, listening, to? One. listening to. Um, I just started listening to the new Heim record last night. I love their first record. I can't wait to keep listening. I sort of became, as because of my involvement with Rick and Morty, I became friends with this band called Tennis. Do you guys know that band? I've heard of Tennis. Sort of. Uh, yeah. Like the they're sport? They're so good. Yeah, like the sport. Okay. Yeah, they're so good. And I've sort of become friends with their drummer. And the, the it's a husband and wife are like kind of the main creative forces in it. And they all just, they're say it like they love sailing. And they'll go out on the boat for like six months and write a whole record. And then Fuck come yeah. back and record it. <laughs> Yeah, amazing people. That sounds Damn. awesome. Um, so I've been getting into into their stuff a little more because I I uh, just because of my friendship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, my my brother in law is uh, he's in th- this group uh, mashup group called the Hood Internet. Have you guys heard of them? The, the Hood, Hood Internet. Yeah. No. <clears throat> they, he, he it's amazing, man. He's been doing mashups with them for like, well, he is them. Him and his friend are the Hood Internet. They've been doing mashups for like mm-hmm. twelve years. But he started a new, like a new hip hop project called Air Credits. That's really good, that I've been listening to. I don't know. All right, yeah. I, I feel Check like I'm out. saying like I'm only listening to my friends' bands, but no. I mean, we do I, a lot of the we, same. We you like, know. Yeah. That's the thing is, I like to uh, 
we bring on our friends, we bring on all sorts of people. Sure, and sure, yeah. I, I prefer listening to now more than and I used to. Like I prefer listening to music my friends are making. Yeah. Uh, then, and interested in those releases than more. I mean, you only have so much time, right? Like, and for me, music is my job. So oftentimes when I'm done working, I don't want to listen to more music. Yeah. You know, I'll listen to podcasts. Right. So, you know, I could answer you with a bunch of podcasts. I listen to actually. (laughs) Sure. They would. We'll take that. I mean, I listen to a ton of survivor podcasts, but um, (laughs) other than that, you know, I love, I love all the earwolf stuff, like all comedy, bang, bang, and Mm -hmm. all the sort of related podcasts of that. I listened this summer. I listened to every episode of Reply All in order from the beginning, which has been amazing. I love that show. If you guys know that show, yeah, it's, I've it's heard it a couple What's times. It about? It's about oh. the internet, oh. Um, oh, damn. and they do really cool segments. And the, those guys are really smart, and they cover like cool stories about the beginning of the internet all the way to like things that are happening now, like PizzaGate or whatever. Hmm. <laughs> um, there is a fascinating podcast, one of my favorites, and the hosts are just so. They're just like they seem like they're my friends now. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you listen to a podcast enough, they like yep. you, you yep. feel like they're your you friends. That vibe, you know? you know Absolutely, their character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that uh, I think, I think watching. Do we do watching? Watching. Yeah, yeah watching. Uh, Fargo season three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, so I guess we come uh, out. No hidden gems or anything. But uh, that's fine. although I will say this: Search Party. If you guys didn't watch that show, um, I think it's on FX. I, I tr- okay. uh, TBS, I think. But the one with TBS, the with yeah, show cat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I started that. It was it was interesting. It dude, was, I think it's incredible. It's like one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. Yeah, I think I was I think I was watching like other like way more like over the top shows and stuff like yeah. that before I started watching it, and it was like way more subtle and grounded than I expected it to. And I feel like it I went into it with a bad gets headspace. away from that. I will say that it um, does. I just will say like for anyone who has seen it. Um, to be a fly on the wall for the in the writers' room for season two would be an incredible experience because they write themselves into the biggest hole you could possibly imagine <laughs> at the end of season one. Yeah, and I don't know how they're going to get out of it. I can't wait. Season two comes out I think later in maybe in November or yeah October, and I am so excited. I cannot wait for it. All Ali right. Shakat was uh, the guest on Rick and Morty, which is like the podcast about Rick and, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. Um, on Sunday and I was at the taping and I so wanted to just like go up and be like what what happened <laughs> I actually had someone working on a show once that came to speak at uh, the college that Steve and I went to and he spoiled the end of Breaking Bad for us two seasons early Jesus, really? Oh, yeah, Thomas Galubic? Go- Thomas Golubic, this music supervisor of Breaking Bad, he came in, he's like, yes, yeah, so you all know like how, how Heisenberg dies and shit in the end, we're just like, wait, what? That's like, it's like what? It's like 2013, oh, no, man. man. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and he's just like, well, you know what's going to happen. We're like really leading towards it. And we're just going, yeah. all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of my favorite comedy bang bangs, the guest was Bob Odenkirk. Oh. And Scott, the host, is like trying to get him to spoil the ending. <laughs> this is when it was airing. And he like, improv- he like improvises a fake ending. And he's yeah. like, Heisenberg's on the beach and he looks out in the ocean and he says, I could get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, little did he know, he just had to get the music supervisor on the show. Yeah, there you but, go. Yeah. yeah, there is actually an, uh, Bob Odenkirk. There's an interesting story about Bob Odenkirk from, we were talking about Wolfpack before this. Yeah, yeah. And Jack Stratton. Jack Stratton wants to do, com- he, or he came out to LA also wanting to do comedy and stuff, which he does in, in his music and stuff. 
but he was like, I'm going to send my funny videos to, to Bob Odenkirk. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So he approximated his email. He just guessed his email. <laughs> yeah. And he sent it to him. He goes, Bob Odenkirk at whatever.com. Yeah. And he goes, okay, here's a funny video I did. Let me know what you think. Like two months later, he gets a response and he just really? goes, yeah, it's cool. It's funny. And he's like, all right, I'm going to keep this minimalist yeah. <laughs> exchange going on. He just I goes, waits five months and he just goes, Thanks. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, like, a year later, he gets an email back just going, by the way, I'm not actually Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. So. You know, that's like Tim and Eric. You know how they got uh, Tom Goes to the Mayor, their first show. I remember it was that produced show, by yeah. Bob Odenkirk. And the, the, base the story is they sent him, like, a demo reel, but they sent it on, like, three-quarter-inch videotape or something, something, like, really hard to watch. <laughs> And they thought, like, if it's really hard to watch, he'll be more intrigued to actually try to watch it. And apparently it worked because he watched it, he loved it, and then he wanted to work with them. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, gosh. That's pretty great. Yeah, he's 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 broken a lot of of talent in this town. Like, he's broken yeah. a lot of people out. Yeah, and, he's, and he's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Definitely a curator of, of comedy. In this. That's another show. I, I would get caught up on his show. I'm, like, halfway through season one. I want to watch uh, oh, what's yeah. it, uh, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, yeah. But I also yeah. couldn't, get over, I couldn't get over that Michael McKean was like the brother because I kept thinking of um, Nigel uh, David St. Hubbins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, he was the uh, patron state of quality footwear. And like, just, <laughs> that <laughs> I movie, read more books all-time than... All-time great. Uh, yeah. I, I don't read as many books as anybody else that makes me a more selective person. I've, all those you, credit scenes, they're, they're, they're yeah, yeah. You know, spinal tap. Deep cuts You're doing there. deep cut spinal deep tap cut. jokes right now. All, we're all about deep cut you, spinal you, taps. I can't stand whole 11 jokes. Yeah, you're not going to 11. You're not, uh, we're more about you're not fuck in the this, saddest the of napkin, all keys. You know? Bobby, do you want to tell them my deep cut spike, my, my, deep, my deep cut spinal tap joke? Well, I don't remember it. It's so too no. deep. The, the, one that, really the, the one that involves the piano. Oh, oh, yeah. Every every time Ryan goes down and sits on a new oh, piano yeah. and tests it out, he plays Look My Love Pump. Yeah. <laughs> you play the actual song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, love that. I love that. I love that. There it is. Yeah, yeah Steve, so be like, let's do a tape. We'll do like recording keys. Be like, all right, uh, let's, do a, let's do a line test. And, all right. <laughs> Steve just doesn't care anymore. He's dead to it. <laughs> watch that movie. He'll never enjoy that part of the movie again. <laughs> never order sad keys. Brings me to a point. I'm talking about spinal tap and stuff and. Ch- ch- certain things becoming really ubiquitous cultural jokes, you know, kind of you know, being a really widespread, like a meme, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've kind of had that sort of, because you, you helped with Get Swifty and that was all over everything on the internet. What, what's that yeah. like? Do you think that kind of, I mean, it's a... Do you consider a, yourself a meme master now? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, no, it's just, you know, do you think that... Do you think, do you think that cheapens it or do you think it makes even more va- adds value to it or... Um, oh, man. I guess it, I mean, it adds value, you know, like at this point, I'm just along for the ride, man. Like <laughs> I, I have no control over this behemoth of a show that I, you know, yeah. I, you know, all I can do is just like do my best work, try to be funny when I need to be funny and stay mm-hmm. out of the way when I need to stay out of the way. But yeah, I love that there's, I mean, I, I enjoy the memes to, you know, so bring them on. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. Sure. It's fun to see like people get into the show. Sure. Absolutely. We're all about self-actualizing into memes here at Lost Beat 6. Had many discussions. Yeah, so if, if man can become meme, yeah, if we can, what's, what's, go, we, yeah. if we can achieve meme apostheosis, yeah. then that's certainly our, <laughs> certainly, certainly our goal. How, how did you enjoy, uh, how do you enjoy this? 
This is great. This is great. Thanks for having okay. me on, guys. You, thanks for, Super thanks fun, for having us. Absolutely. You ever want to beef this. it again? We're big board gamers and stuff, too. So cool. yeah. We're, we're yeah. into repeat just viewings, repeat guests. Kind or of just right, people yeah. doing. Or just if you don't even feel like podcasting, in, you just want to play board games. In two years when season four comes out. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Where's Rick and years. Morty season four? Get, get, yeah, it's, it's the day after the, or the two days what after the finale, now? guys. Yeah, I want it now. Where is it? Feel free to, you know, if you ever want to. Are Dan and Justin still friends? <laughs> Hang out. <laughs> Are they mad? Are they fighting each other? Yeah. I'm the biggest Venture Brothers fan. So I'm totally oh, used, so you're to used to it. Yeah, that's what I always yeah. see. Like people are like, "Oh, you, if you think you have it bad, Rick and Morty fans." <laughs> you don't know, yeah, you don't know. Pain. You've been a fan of yeah. Venture Brothers. So, <laughs> so uh, shall we wrap things up then? Yeah, 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 anyway, uh, thank you for so much for of course, having us. Yeah, thanks on. for having me. Uh, thank you for yeah, having us. Yeah, this was really good. This is cool. Love to love to be on again. Yeah, more stuff. I think we could probably make that happen. So yeah, that was that was Ryan Elder, folks, and this is Lost Beat Six. That's Steve. That's Eric. So that's DRE. That's uh, Bobby. And I'm some guy who gives a shit. All right. All right. I, I guess that's the ending. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out.